Happy Sunday, Tampa Bay. Thanks for joining us this week on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. Thanks for joining us every Sunday here. I'm Robert Johnson, president of the Duncan Duo, filling in for Andrew Duncan. And I'm here with Mike Corgan from Cross Country Mortgage. Love doing the show with Mike. It's the only time I ever get to see Mike. So yeah, how you doing, Mike? That That is true. Good morning. I'm doing uh, I'm doing well. Thank you. Yeah. And, uh, happy Independence Day weekend. Yes. And, um, yeah, so it's great to be here with you. Yes, celebrating Independence Day. Yes. Talking about... Real estate. Um, you know, I always, I think, I always personally think Independence Day, July 4th weekend is, it's a little, it's always like the midpoint of summer for our real estate market. Um, you know, when I was really, really, really heavily involved with the day to day of actually working with a ton of clients, I always felt like, um, Showings could actually be a little slow over Fourth of July weekend. I know some holiday weekends, it's usually very busy, but this is one where people tend to be away. They tend to be with their families. They tend to actually, I think, um, go somewhere, I think, because it's summer. So yes. they're actually, a lot of their kids are on vacation too. So I never found it to be a super busy real estate weekend. Um, I actually think Memorial Day is usually a busier real estate weekend than Fourth of July, but. The market's funky out there. The market is funky. The market has definitely changed a little bit. Um, I know we talk about this a lot, and I know that, Mike, you've probably seen a ton of changes um, on your side. Although I do feel like, um, you know, maybe probably more than just a feeling, but I do see, at least from our end, that it looks like we're, for now, rates aren't going crazy all over the place. They seem to have again, for now, it seems to have stabilized a little bit. Yeah, they certainly have. Um, yeah, they have. They've leveled out. So, they're, yeah. you know, we kind of went through this astronomical rise, right, where we were at talking in the threes in January mm-hmm. to, you know, we've we've touched into the sixes and now you're in the upper fives, lower sixes. I mm-hmm. mean, it's it's crazy to, to think. And it, it sort of happened really, really quickly. But the last three to four weeks or so, um, we have seen somewhat of a stabilization. I mean, they're still bouncing up and down and, right. and that sort of thing. But yeah, they have not continued on that uh, astronomical rise. And, you know, we'll see what happens over the next couple of months. And, and your big trigger is going to be, you know, the inflation data that comes out, um, you know, and, and what's coming there. So inflation is, is, is the number one thing that's going to drive rates moving forward. Yeah. And I know we ta- we've talked about this a ton over the years. And we always say that mortgage rates are not directly tied to what the fed does you know yeah and we we talk about that all the time and uh i well a lot of times even though we say that it's hard to actually show it into translation to somebody but actually the last time they rose rates a couple weeks ago um it was actually plainly obvious that it wasn't tied there because mortgage rates actually shot up a lot before they rose the rates, yeah. and then once they rose the rates, they, they actually went dropped a little bit. Right? A little bit. Yeah, it's it, yeah. The rates have gone down since the Fed yeah, raised right. you know seventy five basis points, the largest increase they've had in you know a long, long time. Um, they actually go down, and and so you know what the Fed is trying to do by raising interest rates, they're trying to curb inflation. They're trying to get inflation down, right? And so. Um, and inflation is the the enemy of kind of mortgage rates or long term mm-hmm. rates, right? Because your dollar isn't going to go as far. That's you know it, it, you know it costs more money to go to the grocery store, gas station, all those different things. So as as inflation goes up, interest rates have to go up because they have to compensate for um, your money not going as far. So what the Fed's trying to do is they're trying to get that back down. And so mm-hmm. the Fed has a mandate. One of their mandates is to have inflation be around two percent. 
the the latest reading that that came sounds out nice. was over <laughs> right it sounds great right um it, it was over i think it was 8.6 percent the last reading that came out mm-hmm. for for one of the measures called cpi um that came out so they're they're trying to get it back down so how do they do that by raising the interest rates to try and slow the economy down um, so that the, the, that'll come back in? And so when they've done that, it actually helps mortgage interest rates. So we've seen a little bit of a dip, but nothing you know, like it's going to be there. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens over the next several months. Yeah, I do think that um, especially in this last run up of inflation, at least as far as products, you know, you're talking furniture building supplies. I mean, there's so much stuff that housing actually, um, you know, housing actually has a hand in, in our economy. Uh, For sure. It's a very large amount. So not only were people, you know, a lot of investors were buying properties, which we've talked about before, then they buy the property. A lot of times if they're renting it out, um, you know, they're repairing the property, they're hiring people to do all those things. They're making improvements. So they're buying, you know, tile and bathtub stuff and, you know, uh, you know, carpet, flooring. I mean, all this stuff trickles down to so many different industries and it, it real estate and construction really is a huge part of our economy. So I think what they're at this point trying to do is, you know, they're trying to slow it down the best they can. And it, it not only affects buying and selling a property, but you have to think it, it affects people taking out home equity loans, um, you know, refinancing their homes and taking cash out, and then they're spending that money on other stuff. So I think that the interest rates for mortgages definitely has a huge effect. And I'm not an economist, but I think it's pretty obvious. And I do think because we saw a very quick slowdown, it actually caused a very quick slowdown in a lot of things. I mean, you go through Lowe's and you go through different places. They have inventory all over the place now. And they I, have too much inventory because right. what happened was when the supply, you know, when we during the pandemic and we had all the supply chain issues and we've talked to that about nauseam. So all these places over ordered, right? Because they said we can't get stuff forever. Yep. So we better order a ton of it. Well, as it started to ease, now it all coming. And so all the stuff is coming and now they have too much inventory. And you've seen some of the large, large corporations out there when they do their quarterly reports to Wall Street, they have too much inventory right. now. Target is right. a big Target's one. the big one. So they've said, hey, so if, you, if you're out there shopping, Target's going to have some deals out there, <laughs> kind of a, you know, a, a ninja tip for you because they're going to cut prices to get rid of the inventory yes. so they can get new stuff that's coming in. But yeah, all of that, that, that causes it. But you're right. It's all intertwined and housing is such a huge part of the American economy and, and, and what happens. Um, you know, it's going to be there and there has been, you know, has been a shift with it and, and people are thinking. You know, another thing that I think is affecting a lot of people out there is is something that not a lot of people talk about, but it's called the wealth effect. Mm-hmm. So if people out there are looking at their 401ks or their stock markets or anything else, we just finished the worst first half in the last 50 years um, as based by the S&P 500 for the stock market. So you, even though that's not realized gain or losses, if it's sitting in your 401k and you but might it is because be, I like opening that quarterly statement. Right, <laughs> right. So so you you look at it and you and you, you know you think it's there, even though you may not touch it for you know decades down the road. It there's that effect that says, oh wow, I'm you know I'm more poor than I was before because of that. And so I think that has something to do with it. And people are a little bit you know skittish and timid out of there, and I think that adds into it. Yeah, no, it, I think that it definitely does. And again. Uh, 
uh, it goes back to housing. People borrow money from their 401ks to do housing. Maybe they are not wanting to borrow as much. Maybe they're not wanting to sell stocks because stocks have been down. So Correct. I think all of that really is going to, and of course, we're going to see what the numbers say uh, yes. over the next couple of months. But I think it's really going to create um, a slowdown. Now, I don't know how much it's going to affect inflation because there's so many other things that are measured in inflation. Um, but I, I think that they're thinking, and, and I kind of think too, um, I don't know if it's going to get where they want it to be, but I think it's definitely going to be down because, I mean, again, I'm walking through lows and I, I've probably never seen recently, at least in the past couple of years, the amount of stuff I saw it wasn't just like sale. It was just like price cuts, you know, like those yellow stickers. Like it was, you know, 150 and now it's 120. So sure. I think when you're when you have a lot of inventory and Target said the same thing, you have to cut prices on that and then, you know, hope that it sells. And I think that them having all that inventory combined with the time where people feel like they don't have as much money, so they're not buying extra stuff. I think that really creates a big, a big difference. So, um, what are you guys seeing as far as, uh, you know, I, I know refinances are, are obviously done, but what are you guys seeing as far as new loans, especially with buyers, uh, like overall? Are you seeing a lot of still first-time home buyers? Are you still, what are you seeing? Yeah, so, I mean, you know, applications are, um, are definitely down, um, you know, year over year slightly on purchases. Refinances have, you know, fallen off a clip. We're down 60, 70% on refinance applications, as to be expected. Yep. Um, that's there. Um, but we are still seeing people come into the market, and they're wanting to buy. And um, it's actually really still you know, a good time to buy versus waiting, right? Now, of course. Of, you know, the best time, you know, it would have been better to buy six months ago, certainly because rates were lower and everything else, but it's still a good time because what you're not seeing out there is we're not seeing um, deflationary prices as far as housing goes. The the numbers keep coming out from housing and it keeps going up and up. And that's not, that'll probably slow down. I mean, we may not get yes. a 30% increase, no. but we don't want a 30% increase every single year. That's not healthy for the market. And as we get into single digits, so prices are still going to go up. And so it is a good time to going in because the alternative is renting. And if you look at all the renting numbers, rents are astronomical. Rents are astronomical. And so it's actually, you know, and when you're renting, um, you know, your interest rate is is zero. You're never getting any equity. You're never, you, you know, you're making your landlord rich. Um, and so it's still a good time to right, buy. Right. Yeah. You're definitely paying the landlord's mortgage right. at that point. And I, I do think that that is such a great, you know, thing to say uh, when you're working with buyers, um, not in a salesy kind of aspect, but just to educate them and say, hey, listen, I know that maybe five or 6% interest is higher than it was. But when you're renting, that money's just going away. Like you're never seeing that money. You're not paying Correct. down your principal. You're not gaining equity. Um, you know, yes, you're paying interest at that point, but you're paying interest and also getting a lot of these other benefits that, you know, you're paying for somebody else at that point. So I always think that that's a great thing to say. And especially where rent prices are, they're, they're just astronomical. And I personally don't see those getting any better until again, more more rental inventory comes on the market, at least in our market, and every market's different. Yeah, for sure. And as with with the amount of people moving here, and go back to that, right? So many people are moving to Florida. That continues to happen. That's yep. not going away. If anything, it's it's probably increasing. 
um, that's going in there, I think you're going to still see rents, you know, be extremely high. And so, yeah, it still is a good time to get out there and buy. And, you know, there's there's a meme all over or, you know, a tagline all over the um, the Internet now and in my world that mortgage and real estate that I see all the time now, maybe the public doesn't. But it's it's, you know, you're marrying the house, but you're dating the rate. And that that's the line, right? So you're going to go. I've never seen that meme, but okay. it's probably everywhere for you. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. In the mortgage world, it's everywhere. So marrying the house, but dating the rate, meaning if you fall in love with the house, yeah, your rate is something that maybe, you know, you're not going to want to carry, you know, forever, but you're not marrying that rate. You can always refinance yeah. if rates do come down. But if you find the house of your dreams that you want to live in for the next, you know, X number of years, 5, 10, 15, 20 years, go ahead and get it now. You can always, you know, you can always get a new rate if something better comes along. Absolutely. So, Mike, how do they get in touch with you in order to talk about qualifying for a mortgage? For sure. You can always reach out to me at 813-377-2743. That's a direct line to me, 813-377-2743. Or you can go to crosscountrytampa.com, and myself or someone from our team can get back with you and talk to you um, and answer any questions you may have. Some people call it you know, all the time, just want to ask general questions, and, and we'd be happy to answer and, and help you out awesome. that or run different scenarios. Awesome. And we'll be back right after this quick break to talk about the changes in the real estate market. We're back after this quick break here on the Duncan Duo Show. I'm Robert Johnson, president of the Duncan Duo, here with Mike Corgan from Cross Country Mortgage. Appreciate you joining us this Sunday as well as every Sunday. So what we've seen, Mike and I were talking about this a little bit over the break, is uh, the market's actually changed a good bit. But we were talking about um, you know what we're seeing on our side and what we're seeing on our team side. And I always think it's a great thing that we actually um, – do a good bit of business because I think that if you sold three, four, five, ten homes a year, you you aren't able to actually look at the changes in the market unless Correct. you talk to a ton of people and try to get a feel. But we sell. I mean, uh, last year we sold eight hundred homes. We represent a ton of buyers, a ton of sellers. We we can see trends and and um, it, it's it's easier for us to spot them. And I mean, I've I've looked at numbers so often I can kind of really look month over month, year over year all the way back to, you know, I think I've kept numbers for us since like 2012. So, you know, I, I, I feel like I have a pretty good feel of what's going on out there. And what we're seeing on our end is we're still seeing certain homes that go multiple offer. You know, they're going under contract really quickly. They're very desirable. They're going multiple offer. Um, and they're going under contract quick. We're still putting homes under contract every day. Um, but the difference right now is it's not every home. You know, it's more sure. uh, traditional as far as, um, you know, what uh, the amount of homes that will probably expire and don't sell or the amount of homes that maybe sit on the market a little longer. I think you know, a year ago, even two years ago in the pandemic, when it first started, it was like you could list a home and it could be like the ugliest home. Right. <laughs> and it sold. Yeah. And it sold real quick. Um, I mean, I think our our the percentage of homes that we listed that didn't sell was like 2%. I mean, it was super low. And I would tell you that those were probably homes that had to come off the market for some reason, not they just sat there. They right. probably just came off the market for some whatever reason. Sure. And I counted that as, okay, it didn't sell. Right. Um, but way different now in that you're going to have homes that sit on the market longer. And I, I'm, I'm seeing, you know, I'm talking to some of our agents and 
they, some of our agents used to have like 15, 20 homes on the market that they were servicing at once. Uh, over the last couple of years, they've had maybe one to two homes that they were servicing for a long amount of time. Right. Um, and right now, a lot of the agents have five or six that have maybe sat on the market okay. for a little bit. So okay. ton, a ton of homes pending. They're going pending quickly. But then the ones that sit are... It's taken a little bit more work for them. So, and are are you seeing is that, is that a certain is it a certain price point? Is it a certain type no. of home? Is no. it a certain? <clears throat> I would tell you that as is pretty typical in our market. If you've listened to the show for a while, homes on the lower end are still getting snatched up by investors. Okay, um, still seeing flippers in our market that are confident they're going to make money, especially if the margins are there. We our market's always seen that, especially when you look at rental prices. You know, if you're a a potential landlord and you see a $200,000 home come on the market and you know right now, hey, what you can rent those homes for, Sure, you're golden. Right. And those things go very, very quickly. But I think in our market, what we're seeing right now is we're seeing a ton of homes priced, you know, 700000 plus. I could be speaking out of, you know, I don't have numbers in front of me, but that's what we're seeing. It's like every home that we see that comes on the market that's a good home is in that price range. So I think it's not oversaturated yet. There's still very low inventory. Sure, right. But what you're going to see as time goes on is there's going to be more competition. There's going to be more um, of a beauty contest for these homes. Sure. It's a price for a beauty contest. So you're going to see stuff that isn't necessarily the prettiest. It, it's it's going to sit there for longer because people think it's not a great deal or maybe – Stuff's expensive, work's expensive, putting right. stuff into that home is expensive. They're not going to want to do it. Okay. So I think that those homes are going to sit longer because there's just a lot more inventory. So in turn, at that point, do prices have to come down a little bit? You know, and I think that that's where, I think that that's what we'll probably see. I think certain price ranges, certain homes are going to be really competitive, but I think some are going to stagnate a little bit as we were talking about earlier, like with rates. Okay. So that's what we're seeing out there. As far as what your home may be worth and where, you know, if you're thinking about selling what you think you can get for your property, you know, we want to educate people. We want to give you the best advice because we know if they're calling us and they're wanting to sell, their ultimate goal is they want to sell. Right. Um, So, you know, we'd love to come out. We'd love to talk to you and actually take a look at your property to, to give you an idea of what we think it can sell for today in the current market. Give us a call at our office, 813-359-8990. We'd love to come out and speak with you. You can go to our website, always the Duncan Duo team. Uh, we can help you there. Uh, we can, you know, you can fill out some forms there, give us some info on your property, but we'd really like to come out and take a look at the property to give you accurate pricing. So call us anytime, 813-359-8990. We'll be back right after this break. Thanks for sticking with us through that longer break here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. I'm Robert Johnson, president of the Duncan Duo, here with Mike Corrigan from Cross Country Mortgage. Talking through the break, um, you know, different loan products out there. What are we seeing as far as, you know, okay, so rates have went up. And during the real estate, the run up to the financial meltdown, the real estate crash, there was a lot of crazy loan products at the time. Um, you'll never see those loan products again. But one of the things that was actually really popular, uh, you know, always, not just then, but was adjustable rate mortgages that you're kind of starting to see a little bit again, especially I think if rates go up, you'll probably see more of those. 
I mean, you can give me your opinion on that. Yeah, but so adjustable, you, yeah. I mean, arms have, have come up, um, you know, and they're about 10% of all loans, you know, nationwide oh, right now. The, I'm, the, I'm surprised they're that yeah, high. Yeah, it, it has come up and they've been there. Um, depending on different different institutions, the way they're going out, some arms are, are, are okay to be able to do and some aren't. And so there's, because of the new laws that came after the financial crisis, some of the arms out there, um, are having a tough time meeting certain compliance regulations and everything else. And ultimately, I don't want to bore people with details, but they ultimately can't do it. So uh, especially the shorter terms, a, a three-year right. arm or a five-year arm. So you're more you're looking at a seven-year and a 10-year arm, um, which means it's fixed for either the first seven years or the first 10 years, which are great. But what we're seeing is there's not that much of a difference or not that much of a spread yet between those and a 30-year fix or anything else. So lots of times people are still sticking with um, you know, the 30-year fix because it's not that much of an incentive to go. But there are more of them. They're starting to come in. If rates do continue to rise and in in, as markets level out here, because what the market out there is telling us, right, the, the bond market and the people behind the scenes, right, Wall Street, the hedge funds and all that – and you're hearing it all over the news, is that they're anticipating a recession. Mm -hmm. And if a recession comes and they get yields down, well, interest rates most likely will come down. At least they have every other time there's been a recession. (laughs) So if you're an investor, if you just think about this, if you're an investor right now who's, who's buying a loan out there, you may not want to buy a loan at a much higher interest rate because that loan's going to you're not going to be able to recapture your money because you're right. going to you know they're going to refinance it in a year down the road. So you're seeing some of that and that's why some of the arms. So a lot of that's technical stuff. So but when when somebody does get an arm and adjustable rate mortgage, is it when when you're talking about that first 7 to 10 year period? Mm-hmm. It is it usually locked in at the interest rate that's current or is it usually below that and then you know I'm I'm very unfamiliar with arms because we, hey, that was a product that we just didn't see for a long time. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, we'll take a seven-year arm, for example. So a seven-year arm, what that means is it's fixed um, at your starting rate for the first seven years. So if it's, you know, four and a half percent, then it's going to be fixed at four and a half percent for seven years. And then at the adjustment time, so seven years comes down, you know, down the road, then there is a calculation that they're going to do based on um, current market rates, right, that that are out there. Also a margin, and that's where the investors make their money, and they're going to add those together, and that can be your new interest rate. And so generally those can go up or down. Um, there's usually a cap on it. Most of the time they can't go up by more than 5%. Mm. So you're not going to go from you know, 4.5 right. to 15 or something right. like that. But you know, it can still go up. So, yeah, it can um, still go from 4.5 to 9. Right. <laughs> one, one of the products, though, that we are seeing people take advantage of out there right now, especially for sellers, and this is for the sellers out there looking to buy their home. You, know, you talked about some houses are somewhat stagnant or sitting a little yeah. bit longer. But there's there's what's called a two one buy down, and what this does is it allows for when you're buying a house, it allows for um, just for the first two years. So let's say your interest rate's going to be you know five point seven five percent, just for example purposes. Well, the first year you would get two percent off that interest rate, so your fir- your interest rate for the first year would be three point seven five. Okay. Then the, so it's two point, and then the second year it's one percent down, so it'd be four point seven five, and then it would go up to the five point seven five that's going to be there. And so what we're seeing a lot of sellers doing is instead of lowering the price on their house because it's sitting stagnant, is they're offering this as an incentive, 
right? So in the form, because the seller can pay for this for the buyer. So it's the a seller can pay for that for the buyer. Yeah, this so is very interesting yeah, to me. Yeah, so it's like a seller credit, right? So say you're listing your house at $400,000. And, you know, it's sat on the market and you're saying, hey, you know, may, you're talking to your agent and you're like, hey, maybe we should take it down to 390, you know, that sort of stuff. Or what you can do is you can figure out the math, right, between that, whatever the going rate is and 2% less. And let's say that was, you know, $300 a month. So for the first year, again, just simple math, if it, if it was $300 a month less, it's $3,600. And then if it was 150 for the next month, it's another, you know, $1,800. So instead of lowering your price to 390 I'm giving a big smile because I'm like, <laughs> hey, that, I mean, to me, as a buyer and also a seller, I think that that's super creative. Yes. And I think also, um, you know, it, especially if a first-time home buyer, you know, somebody that's really looking at all their money, um, I think that that's a super great thing to offer in some kind of a negotiation. Yeah, it's it, it's super attractive for buyers because buyer, you know, interest rates have yeah. gone up fast. Now, I will say you still got to be able to qualify on what the initial right. rate is. This isn't a way to qualify for mm -hmm. more home or get anything, anything else like that, but it is a way to save some money or attract some buyers that are that are going into it and be able to do that. So instead of cutting, you know, again, your sales price by $10,000, you can offer a concession of, you know, five or $6,000 mm -hmm. um, to a buyer and the home becomes more attractive to them because their payment is going to be less right. in the well, first couple and of then, years. You know, let's say inflation stays high or just whatever. I mean, usually you're getting raises over that yes, time. Maybe correct. you're spending a little more money up front because you might have repairs out of pocket, stuff like that. I think the most important thing, I mean, I've told our agents this. You know, we used to have to be, I feel like I'm like, oh, back in the day, we walked right. till, I'll walk till <laughs> yeah. both ways. But we used to have to be so creative to keep deals together, especially, and I know you were there too during the real estate crash. You know, we had, right, I got in right post crash. I mean, people would call and we would practically, you know, oh no, it really is a good time. Now, looking back, I wasn't lying. I mean, it was an amazing time, time yes. to buy. Yes. But, um, you know, we used to have to be so creative to keep deals together and keep negotiations alive because, hey, if that home went back on the market and that negotiation fell apart and or that offer didn't work out, we might not get anybody else that wanted that house. So I think that going through these different options and talking about um, just different things that can help negotiations or help people get through the process is so important because I do think that as the market goes on, you have to be so creative in order to keep, give all parties options, really, like figure out what's going to be best for all parties. And I think that that's, a, that's an awesome thing. I have never even heard of yeah, that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, a great point that you're making now. And now more than ever, I mean, I feel like I always say that, but you know, now that the market maybe is a little bit more challenging, it's not super easy and everything else, the importance of working with a professional real estate agent like somebody from your team or a mortgage company mm -hmm. that and, and working with a loan officer that that knows what they're doing and, and knows how to go about this and navigate some of these things, like it's real easy to be a great salesperson when everybody wants okay. every right. your product it's going and now it's a little bit more challenging so having a true professional is super super important well we again i know that every agent is not like this but you know we do a lot of business we talk every morning at 8:45 as a team like we go through we call it a morning huddle we go through any issues that we're having as a group how can we work through it together as a group you know if you're if you're a seller or a buyer you know 
that's that's a huge thing. You know, as a group collectively, we've sold thousands of homes. Sure. Um, and and worked through thousands and tens of thousands of problems, okay, on those thousands of homes. So, you know, no real estate transaction is perfect. Never. I mean, it, you might think it will be, but it won't be. Everybody's going to work through problems. So I think working with an agent that is able to work through problems and challenges and issues with you and to be your advocate is super important. And I think also working with a lender uh, with the constant changes and with, you know, incomes changing and interest rates changing and anything like that, a a lender who knows how to get through financial issues is super important. I think that in a contract, I don't know if everybody realizes how important a great lender is Absolutely. to keep it together. Absolutely. Um, we see it time and time again. Um, you know, if a buyer called you, you're going to be able to give them options. You're going to be able to work them through issues. And I think right now, something like you just said with the 2 one two one buy down. 2 one buy down. Yes. Okay. That something like that, that's a creative solution. Sure. And again, you didn't create that, right. but you know about it. You're educating people out there. You're giving it as an option in order to get them through any kind of issues. Yeah. And the way we approach it is, is truly to be an advisor to people because mm-hmm. that's what they really need, especially in a market, you know, is not this. And it's not just, even though we're doing a transaction, right? We don't want to make it just about this transaction. But, you know, we always say it's, you know, our team kind of motto we want to be your loan officer for life. So we want right. to help you now and down the future. And so, it's not. It's being able to kind of look ahead, um, you know, to see not just this transaction, make sure that's right and everything else. But what are your long term goals? Where you know, how long do you plan to be in the? I mean, there's all these different things that we go through and truly to be advised, you know, on there and not just trying to you know do that you know wham bam and let's move on to the next one type transaction. Yep. It's just the way we approach the business. And to me, and we talked about this before, it's super important to talk to a lender up front. Sure, it's super important to actually go through some of those different options up front as far as what kind of loan program is going to work for you, especially in this market, because you you can give them all these options, work with them as their advocate and work with them as somebody that can help them get where they want to be. Right. And then they can go out there and look for their perfect property with us. So again, what's a great way to get in touch with you to start that process? Yeah, just just give me a call at any time. 813-377-2743. Again, 813-377-2743. Or you can go to Cross Country Tampa, all one word, crosscountrytampa.com. Yeah, and there's somebody at Mike's office that is going to be able to work with you to be able to be your best partner. Uh, you know, I'm confident in that. He has an awesome team. You can give him a call, reach out to him. He's going to set you up with a great person. And again, call us. We will be able to give you a lot of options. We can speak to you up front. If you forget to call Mike up front, we can send you his way. We can go through some options with you up front as well um, and really get the ball rolling for you because it's still a great time to buy a home. Uh, Give us a call, 813-359-8990, and we'll be back again right after the last break here on the Duncan Duo Show. We're back here on our last segment on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. Thanks for sticking with us here on this Sunday. One of the things I think is super important right now is to be in constant contact with your lender. <laughs> yes. Yes. This is huge. We, we're talking to people every day. So here's the thing out there. Because things have moved so rapidly and so quick, if you have a pre-approval that's a month old, two months old, 
um, you know, or longer. Two weeks old. <laughs> Two weeks, yeah. I mean, you need to be back in touch with, with, with your lender to make sure that it's still valid. Um, you know, we're seeing situations where, you know, people call us and they're like, I was pre-approved back in March and now I want to buy and they just don't qualify for the property anymore by no fault of their own, but just because right. interest rates went up, right? And so their payment went up. And so, you know, when you go from rates in the threes to the sixes, you know, on a three, $400,000 house, you're talking about, you know, five, $600 oh, more a month. Oh, it's, I mean, it makes me... It yes, it gets sick looking. It can at be it, so. So you need to really look at and make sure you have up to date, um, you know, information with your lender and everything else. And they should be reaching back out to you. They should be talking to you um, and, and walking you through this process. If they're not, please give us a call. But it, if you haven't heard from them, call them to get that updated or call us to make sure. Because the last thing you want to do is get out there, then you find the property you want, or maybe you're shopping in, in a price point that you no longer can afford, or you no longer not maybe afford but can no longer qualify for and you have to bring it back down or switch gears or you know etc et and that's painful i mean it's honestly, painful for painful. everybody it's painful it's um i think it's it's easier to know up front yeah um, for sure and i think that it's super important i mean that we run across this right now constantly um we've run across it uh, you know, there was a, a weekend, a couple weekends back, and I mean, on Thursday, interest rates were one thing, and by Monday, they were a point higher. I mean, that was when it went crazy. Um, you know, there were people that went under contract on that Friday that were not locked in, and that we're not talking about Mike here, okay? But there's people that were not locked in on their interest rates, and by Monday, they couldn't afford that house. Yes. I mean, th that that is the reality of... Um, I, again, crazy rates. And again, what we've talked about is it stabilized a lot, um, but that was kind of a little bit out of the blue. So you never know. That's not to scare you. That's to to uh, to be honest about how crazy the rate market is right now and the home market. But I think that talking to your lender and making sure that you re-qualify or re-talk to them and make sure that even with the rise in interest rate, you know something accurate. But I'll also say... Um, you really, really, really need to pay attention to also insurance rates. Yes. Um, I've seen it twice this week where people didn't move forward with the house because of a quote they got on insurance. And we're not talking that there was anything crazy with this house, you know, but the insurance market right now in Florida is so crazy and has changed so much. And there's just a lot less providers uh, and carriers to choose from because so many people have pulled out as right. far as the carriers, that there's not a ton of options to get inexpensive insurance. Yeah, right too much. You know, I I read an article that two more carriers just just pulled out, or you know, yeah. they're, and they're not going to re in and not just for new insurance, but they're not even doing renewals. They're Crazy. sending notice of non renewals. Yes, I saw that too. And, and, and it, it's going out, and so a lot of people are, you know, your your option is to go with Citizens, which is a state you know run um, you know insurance agency, which will be an option. But then you know there can come along things with that, right? A little bit stricter well, yeah, and inspections and, and things. Yes, and they are their goal with Citizens is to. Try truly be the last resort right. and they are attempting to push you to the private market which is what they should do you yes. know you don't want our state to be <laughs> right. insuring all these people so you know but because there's a lot less choices out there you know if you get let's say a $4000 insurance quote back which is high obviously but you know nobody's out there fighting for your business and giving you a $2000 quote you know you're kind of a lot of times stuck with that higher quote or maybe you get a 
just a couple quotes and they're all pretty high. And I think that when you're looking at higher interest rates, higher insurance rates, you know, things like that, it's just super important to know that up front because I don't want people to get disappointed on the back end. And that's where, again, talking to your lender, um, you know, making sure that everything looks good as far as like taxes and all that kind of stuff. So you know what you're qualifying for. We talked about HOA stuff, you know, those fees could go up. So again, super important to be on top of all that. Yeah. And to, you know, add to Robert's sentiment, we don't say this to, to cause any sort of fear or, no, or no, no, you know, anything out there. It's just important to know what you're getting yourself into, yeah. right? And to be able to talk and to stay up to date with what's going on. And, you know, professionals will do that with you and keep you going on. It's the market we dealt with. Listen, yeah. I mean, 6% interest rates or 5% interest rates are still great interest rates if you spread it out over a 40-year period of time. Mm-hmm. But they're not great interest rates if you compare it to January, right? right and right. and, and all, we all remember what it was like earlier this year, and we don't care about what it was in 1982 no, when it was 18%. Right. Oh, because, you know, because you're buying a house now, and so you're only dealing with what's now. But again, it's still overall, it's a great time to buy. The market's extremely strong, um, you know, and it's, it's a great time to still get out there. Yeah, and the best thing to end the show on a super positive note is the best thing that I'm seeing right now is more inventory coming yes. on the market. Now, not a ton more inventory, no. but just enough to where I'm like, oh, like I'm getting excited about the inventory that I'm seeing coming on the market. And actually, I am excited um, for the market as a whole to have some inventory on it. I've talked about this before. You know, we could get six or seven times still the amount of inventory and still be at a balanced right. market. Um, we're seeing, you know, we're seeing some exciting properties come on the market for all price ranges, whether it's high end, you know, regular properties, mid range properties, there's more choices out there. So I think if you're a buyer and you got frustrated a year or two ago that you couldn't find anything for, you know, there was just nothing out there and you were getting outbid and all that kind of stuff. We're seeing a lot less of that, but we're also seeing more to choose from. Right. So I think that as a buyer, it, you know, yeah, you're going to have a higher interest rate, but you, you know, you have so many more choices out there. I, as a buyer, would be willing to pay that higher interest rate to get a house that I actually really, really like or to have a more choice of a house instead of having a low interest rate with a house I really didn't want, but I felt like I needed to buy it because there just wasn't a ton out there. So I think on a positive note, there's a lot better inventory that's coming on the market, and I think that you're going to be able to find something even if you were discouraged. So give us a call. We'd love to help you out with your real estate search, 813-359-8990. One last time, Mike, how do they get in touch with you? Yeah, give us a call, 813-377-2743, 813-377-2743, or go to crosscountrytampa.com. Thanks for joining us, Tampa Bay, this Sunday on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show, and have a great rest of your long Independence Day weekend. Happy 4th.